1: Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show on Demand. Sponsored by Hopspot Beer Tours. HopspotbeerTours.com. Love the show? Give us a review online. It really makes a difference. Now, time for the Beer Guys. BeerGuysRadio.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Lady and gentlemen, the beer room. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer
2: Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is the website. We are radio for the local craft beer movement. And I'm Aaron Williams. I'm Tim Dennis. Coming up on today's show, we've got Kathy Davis from Abbey the Holy Goats Brewing in Roswell, Georgia. Very excited about that. good stuff. Yeah, you've got your whale of the week. We'll have a little digression and we'll answer a listener question. But first, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite Brian Adams song?
3: I don't, I don't know. This is a tough <laughs> question, man. You're asking me the hard stuff. There's Inside no, jokes. There's sorry. no point in the in life that you would need to know that, is there?
2: Oh, there is actually, okay. but uh, you know, all it's right. it relates to last week's uh, guest. But uh, if any answer other than "Run to You" is wrong, that's all I'm just going to say. So, <laughs> how was your week, Tim? I had a good week. I had yeah. a good
3: week. Busy, busy as usual, but uh, had some fun stuff. So, uh, we ran over last weekend to uh, Birmingham. Yes. So went over there, checked out the Birmingham Beer Scene. The Magic over City the uh, Beer
2: Fest, right? Magic City yep.
3: Brew Fest. So check that out. I started out at uh, Trim Trim Tab Brewing. Nice. So bought some beer there at the brewery. So yep. got me a growler. And I think we're going to have them so... on the show
2: a couple of weeks from now, yeah. or something like that, yep. coming up. Yep.
3: So did that. Went to a nice beer bar over there, the J Clyde. So very did a good nice. Selection of beer and food. Did that. Did the the Brew Fest, which was. Was always awesome. Got to try that unimpeachable pale ale. So that uh, that's been so that's, making
2: some waves there. The salty yeah. nut guys are uh, kind of creating some uh, some beer waves and some political waves with that uh, with that brew. Yeah,
3: it was it was tasty. You know, we missed that one at Huntsville. They tapped it just before you mm-hmm. know kicked that keg just before we got there. But uh, uh, some other good
2: beers there. So I had a good time. That was that was my big thing this week. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to kind of get a sneak preview of uh, our guests' beers. Uh, actually, at uh, my local bottle shop uh, slash growler shop, Lincoln Phil Station, they had an Abbey of the Holy Goats uh, tap takeover and oyster roast. Very cool. Which was, I didn't wasn't able to say for the oyster roast, which uh, which depressed me, not in the least, because I love me yeah. some oysters with Catch-22. But, uh, no, I was able to sample all of the the beers that, uh, that Kathy's got there from uh, Abbey of the Holy Goats, uh, Goats in the Garden, their Saison Farmhouse, uh, also uh, their Abbey of the Holy Goats, for, Goats of the First Order, so many goats. Have you been drinking? I, no, I have no so, idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yes, the lazy goat, of course. They're they're Belgian strong, and my personal favorite was the goats' obsession, which is their uh, IPA imperial, which is uh, which is a really nice. Uh, it's not a IPA in the traditional sense; a little more malty to it, a little darker, okay. but it's absolutely delicious. So I really enjoyed that. So Kathy, again across across the way from us here, thank sure. you for joining us today too. So thank you for having me. No, thank you. So we're going to talk to her a little bit later about. Uh, the Abbey of the Holy Goats and the the great story behind that and uh, what uh, what she's got going on. Awesome. A lot of Belgians are going to have fun, yeah. Definitely. It's an interesting story. It is. Yeah. It is. It deals with goats. Goats it does. <laughs> and goats go. and beer,
3: everybody's goats and favorite beer. There, topics, you, hey, listen, right? you know, you gotta so, love yeah, that. exactly. that's right.
1: That's right. Crack open the cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. TruckandTap.com. So Truck and Tap Beers of the
2: Week. We've cracked open something pre pregame in a little bit uh, with a beer that you brought uh, from Birmingham. Tell us uh, what did. we've got right so now. So we
3: right now are drinking on Good People Snake Handler a Double IPA. We got some cans of this one. This is one that has eluded me on previous trips through alabama i yes. haven't been able to find it in cans but was able to this time and uh good beer so outside of that we have uh kathy brought us one it's a beer that doesn't even have a name it, it's it's an older beer some she's been aging a couple of years nice a belgian belgian golden strong right kathy yes. so we'll open that a little later in the show
2: very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, definitely. You know, it's uh, Belgians are kind of, I'm a little bit unfamiliar with that. I'm not uh, necessarily as in-depth as some of the Belgians that uh, you guys are. So I'm looking forward to learning more about what is going on with that. Uh, speaking of what's going on, though, we've got some headlines to talk about. The Very news. Very exciting. The news. What's in the
1: news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra,
4: extra, read all
1: about it. Time for headlines. And here's some good news for folks up OTP,
2: specifically up in Forsyth County. They've uh, got growlers to go. They voted to um, make that happen. So congratulations there. A very particular uh, brew pub there, uh, the Cherry Street Brewing Co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be good news for them, too. So
3: Right. They still have to get their license yeah, to actually do. be able to do the sales, yep. but but it is legal there now. So it is legal. soon.
2: Yeah. So if you haven't had no. any of the Cherry Street stuff, uh, those guys do a great job, Nick Tanner and the guys. Uh, um, I just had their uh, coconut porter, their Chief Stani Stash. That was unbelievable. I had that a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it was absolutely delicious. And one of my favorite beers that I have, or that I like to get, just a good regular drinking beer is the Red Eye Jedi. They've got two. So uh, uh,
3: Cherry Street's one of my favorites. That yeah. They've got the one that they're going to do. They've got one ready in bottles that they're when they're able to.
2: Great. Is going
3: to be released. It's um, uh, Beljo Ruski uh, Stout, and
2: it's oh, there you it's go. Really good. Excellent. So, yeah. so, so yeah. So the guys up uh, in Cherry Street, congratulations. You will get to growlers to go up in, in Forsyth County, and of course that adds to a few more uh, counties in the area. Uh, uh, you know, Savannah down there. Of course, uh, we've got some in Atlanta as well. So slowly starting to get more growlers to go in brew pubs. And uh, so we are slowly but surely kind of getting to more normalcy when it comes to our beer laws. Still a, a ways bit. to go. A little bit, right? Yeah, still a ways Better to go. Better than it was. Better than it was. Yeah. We'll wait till next year to get some more stuff going on. But anyway, yes. So uh, you posted the other day on the Reddit ATL beer forum. I thought it was a great yeah. line, uh, <laughs> by the way, that uh, we've got some new AB InBev beers coming to yeah. coming to the States. So tell us about that.
3: So we do some new AB InBev products that people are probably familiar with uh, 10 barrel brewing yep. and Elysian. Yes. So now people may not, uh, people may have drank these beers when they weren't AB InBev beers. No. So they were but recent to additions the, to, to the their acquisitions craft. Acquisitions that AB InBev loves to do. Uh, they've got. Uh, they're now part of the Bev family. Now that is one of the reasons they're able to, you know, spread out and get distributed. But yep. uh, we had some interesting conversation on that topic. So yeah, we do. I so. would say uh, overall, um, the group that I spoke to is is not overly excited because of the acquisition by AB Inbev. yeah, about those breweries coming here.
2: And here's the thing, you know, on, on the surface, they're good beers. You know, uh-huh. Elysium makes great beers. Timberell makes great beers. You know, I'm not going to deny that. But for me personally, just the business tactics and how AB Bev has chose to kind of muscle their way into the craft beer scene and also kind of work with their distributors in not-so-nice ways. Um, of course, there's a gazillion links on on the internet about that. I won't get into detail with right. it, but uh, well, we talked before. It's yeah. not that
3: we're against big business. No, you know, of it's, course it's not. Specific tactics that have been used.
2: I, exactly. So, yeah. You know, and that's the case. So you know, if they back off and kind of play nicely, maybe uh, we'll enjoy that. But, but I uh, think they plan on doing that. Too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll happen. Have another one of those snake handlers. Right. Yeah. So hey, uh, Creature Comforts, of course, a few months ago they came out with a collaboration, The King's Ransom, uh, with other half brewing, a really big beer with them, but they've got another one uh, with Other Half as well. However, you're not going to be able to go to Athens to get this one. This one is going to be up in New York, actually. So uh, they have collaborated again with Brooklyn's Other Half Brewing, and that's going to be called Grits and Greens. So apparently uh, the folks up north think that we eat Grits and Greens here in the South, which is fine. But uh, we do. It, though, it's a pilsner. You know what? So, I love it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so it does feature Georgia Grits. And uh, the article here in Beer Street Journal says, uh, if you don't know what Grits are... Watch my cousin Vinny. So that's all for the Yankees up there. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But uh, again, it's a Pilsner, and uh, they make great Pilsners at Creature Comfort. So, uh, any of our listeners up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, want to send us down a couple of cans? I'd be more than happy to take them off of your hands. And we'll be
3: glad to send you some Georgia beer. And
2: we'll, exactly, we'll do the same thing. So, hey, Aaron or Tim D at beerguysradio.com, check us out. So, uh, we'll be there. So, some Alabama news to talk about, too. Uh, Avondale Brewing, Uh, of course, that's over in Birmingham as well. They are about to open a second tasting room. For some sour and funky beers, of course, uh, we've seen that happen before uh, with the guys over at uh, Wicked Weed up in, uh, Bur- in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. So they're going to open their own uh, kind of sort of funkatorium uh, in Avondale. So uh, they're expanding it here in Birmingham as well. So
3: Yeah, a lot of breweries that decide to go pretty serious about their sour program will open a second facility or at least you know some very separate warehouse space to... Avoid infection across yeah, it, it may not so, be yeah. pretty
2: if you get some of those wild, funky, sour uh, yeast uh, kind of spreading on yeah. your regular production facilities. So they'll hang around. When yeah, they happens. will. That yeah. will not be good. So uh, that is uh, certainly good for them. And uh, you know, here's something that's interesting. Have you ever uh, had a Soda Stream, Tim? No, I know what a Soda
3: Stream is. I've never had
2: one. I've had one. I used it for about uh, a minute. You know, okay, it, okay. it does yeah. make really good tonic water, and I do love my gin and tonics, so uh, that's a nice thing about it. But apparently, they are starting to tap into the craft beer market, which I'm a little bit afraid of because yeah. it's like uh, you put some syrup in to the 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 Soda Stream bottle, and then you carbonate it. Yeah, so it's almost like not a Keurig necessarily, but it's almost like pouring beer syrup and uh yeah. i don't know but will
3: this be something that you use in the tasting room kathy you get a, a beer stream there uh for your beers yeah so. sure yeah, so. <laughs> see see there is a practical use for it there then. you go so, so yeah.
2: yeah so that might uh maybe fall flat as this article yeah. said here in motley fool so anyway we're gonna go ahead and take a break you're listening to the beer guys radio show beerguysradio.com coming up on the flip side we are going to be talking with kathy davis from abby of the holy goats and uh Tim's got his will of the week, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Glenn Golden from Jailhouse Brewing Company. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show.
1: The Beer Guys are back right after this.
2: This is Tim and Aaron from the Beer Guys, and here's the deal. You've got that one friend. You know, that one you can never shop for. He's got all that cool stuff. Yeah, that guy. Well, we have found something that they don't have, but they're going to
3: want. The Atlanta Brew Box is a Georgia craft beer experience. To go. Each box contains tour passes, a t-shirt, and a bunch of other swag from our local breweries. It's fully customizable and started at only
2: 40 bucks, it's a great gift idea. It's unique, it's fun, and it is Atlanta. Head to BeerGuysRadio.com Click the link on the right-hand side of our webpage and that will get you there. It's the Atlanta Brew Box, the Georgia craft experience in a box. Hey, it's Aaron, and you're a fan of craft beer, right? And you want to know more about what's going on in the craft beer scene in Georgia? Thanks to the hard work from my co-host Tim, we are giving you the lowdown on the craft beer scene every week right in your inbox. Go to BeerGuysRadio.com and sign up for this week in Georgia beer right at the top. We won't spam you promise or sell your name just good beer info every week plus you can win great prizes from us this week in georgia beer sign up today beerguysradio.com it's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck & Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck & Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer service are Cicerone
3: certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck & Tap carries wine, mixed drinks,
2: and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck & Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. TruckandTap.com Let them know that the Beer Guys sent you. Hey, it's Aaron, and you know what I hate? When I miss a favorite TV show and forget to DVR it. Don't let this tragic tale happen to you. Subscribe to us on demand. It is easy. If you've got iTunes, Stitcher, or any other iOS or Android podcast app, search for us, or go to BeerGuysRadio.com, click listen, and you can copy and paste the RSS feed. While you're there, by the way, give us a review. It really helps. That's Beer Guys Radio on demand. Catch it today.
1: The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com Beer Guys Radio is back. Sometimes we get calls. Here's one of them.
0: Hey, Beer Guys. This is Chris from Cumming, Georgia. My question is regarding a Stone Enjoy after 1031-16 Brett IPA. My question is how to age it. Should it be aged at room temperature or refrigerated? And also, should you age it on its side as if in a wine rack or standing up? Thanks so much. I look forward to your answer.
1: Got questions? The Beer Guys have the answers. Give them a call on the Ale line. 678-861-8ALE. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. Okay, I know the answer to one of them.
2: Okay. you should You should always store your stuff upright. Yeah. Correct.
1: Yeah, yes. there was debate in the past,
3: but basically yes, yes is the short answer.
2: Always that. store it upright. Now, again, yeah. I've been told before, and, and I'm kind of the rookie when it comes to this stuff too, is that IPAs should not necessarily be aged. However, this one's different. This one's different. Stone so, Stone is telling us to do the aging for them, apparently. So this is
3: That's this right. is an interesting um interesting question, actually. Yeah. Because it kind of mixes a couple styles that would have contradictory. Uh, information. Exactly. So so what we've got here is we have an IPA with uh, Britannomyces in it, mm-hmm. Brett, and uh, Brett is going to give you that funky character in a beer. Now, uh, as you mentioned, Stoned, uh, uh, a good move on their part. So rather it than is. taking up their <laughs> warehouse space and all that, <laughs> right. they put the stuff in bottles and told you not to drink it until after the aging date. So That's they're letting the consumer do the aging. Brilliant. Yes. So normally, uh, because it's an IPA, the first thing you would say is don't age it because you don't want your hops to to, to, to mute, fade out you, exactly. you know, get yeah. cardboardy and that. But the f- addition of Brett changes that with this one. Okay. So the the Brett is uh is going to help prolong mm-hmm. the hops a little bit. Uh, it's a uh, oxygen scrubber, so it's believed that Brett is going to keep that oxygen out that normally degrades your hops. Okay. Uh, also, you do want to age it like Stone said till 16, to let that Brett character continue to develop in the bottle. Okay. So that's the idea. Uh, Temperature wise, on this one. Uh, ideally, you would want to store it uh, at cellar temp, mm-hmm. you know, around 55 degrees or so. Yeah. My opinion on this beer, because it's Brett and because you do want it to age, you would be uh, preferable to store it at room temperature rather than refrigerator temperature. Okay. So some beers you may want to store at refrigerator temperature to slow the aging. Yeah. But in this one, you do want it to age.
2: Yeah. Stone's so. telling you to age it until 1031, so... Downstairs in kind of a dark basement, uh, kind yeah, of a Harry Potter closet mm-hmm. type of a thing, and uh, and and you should be good to go.
3: Right. So okay. if you had uh, any other IPA, drink it fresh. Yes. I mean, they really. There's jokes about hey, drink fresh and all this, but they're better, fresher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett beers, uh, they age. You can age some of those for years. Uh, for this one, I'd say, especially since the brewery has not already done the aging. Uh aged at room temperature. There you go. For this one. Cool. So there you go. Chris, Thanks. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the Kathy. Anything to add to that? You think so? There no. We, we all good. Yeah. So there. Yeah. So thank you so much for the ca- question, Chris. Yeah. That was a good one. That, was, know, a really good one, that was a really good one, actually. It made us think a
2: little bit. And of course, Chris, yeah. of course, a friend of the show. He's he's the one who sent us those Galway Bay bottles of beer oh, very a couple cool. of months ago. Yes. So awesome. So yeah, so awesome. Thanks, Chris, again. So hey, listen, we've waited way too long in introducing Kathy Davis from Abbey of the Holy Goats, So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, she's, uh, of course, uh, again, the owner of the Abbey of the Holy Goats. And you know what? Your background and life before beer is pretty interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what got you started?
5: It's pretty all over the place.
2: (laughs) I like that. Yeah.
5: I, uh, straight out of high school, I actually went to culinary school and uh, discovered my love of beer. Um, My parents were gracious enough to allow me to drink beer all through, not all through, but uh, after I left high school. So I got introduced to some really good beer early on. And through culinary school, you didn't have keggers of PBR. You had keggers of much nicer beer that we could get our hands on. (laughs) There you go. So uh, that developed my love of craft beer. And after I left being a chef, um, some years later, my best friend took me to Brickstore Pub because I was on my way to join a nunnery up in Nova Scotia. I had already taken the vows to be a uh, a nun. Wow. I, I, I took vows as a lay nun, and I was leaving to become a formal nun up in Nova Scotia. And my best friend said, Let's go to Brickstore Pub and have quite a few beers. So that's probably a good way you to do go out. Before you become a nun. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I discovered you can't get Belgian beer up in Nova Scotia. So at the time. And um, Ed, sorry, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Halifax uh, is not going to cut it for you, I guess. That's right. That's it. Yeah.
5: No, no, no more uh, meditation for me.
3: Yeah. That's right. Now, did, did I hear that you'd also, in tying in with the brewery name, you, you'd consider being a goat farmer?
5: I, I did, and yeah. um, back to my love of the uh, Upper uh, Northeast, uh, it was in Maine, and mm-hmm. um, I was asking my parents about maybe helping me buy some goats, and they are like, we don't want you to go anywhere, so here's a brew kit instead of goats. That's okay. so, good. Um, now, are you
2: know. in Maine exactly?
5: Right outside of Kennebunkport.
2: Okay. My family is all from Maine, so I was born in Bangor, so uh, the, the the great state of Maine, vacation land. As a nice place in my yeah. heart so yes beautiful area. it is
3: you know i was talking to some friends earlier and, and mentioned that uh, some friends that aren't in the area so they weren't familiar with the brewery and i said uh, you know mentioned that we were having you on and you know did you had an interesting story i said yeah i said she was either going to be a nun or goat farmer and you know then got into brewing and they're like tim those are pretty different things you might want to figure out which one it was and i'm like yeah i know right so <laughs> well it's in a, between all of that yeah. i taught
5: martial, martial arts so, okay did a couple other things so right. i mean I, again i've been all over the place
3: yeah very cool. Now, uh, speaking of your beers, um, yeah. Abbey the Holy Goats, mm-hmm. uh, this, I, there's a multi-tie-in with the name there, I see, you know, with yes. the Abbeys. Uh, your beers, I, I know either most or all of them, are Belgian-inspired, correct?
5: Belgian-inspired, yes.
3: Okay. Is it is everything you brew Belgian-inspired? Do you do any that uh, you don't put the, the Belgian influence on there?
5: I can't think of anything.
3: Okay. All
5: right. Even stouts that we do yeah. um, will be Belgian-influenced, so... We do a winter warmer that's still Mm Belgian-influenced, but uh, it'll be coming out late this year. It has 400 pounds of chestnuts in it. Okay.
3: So what drew you to the Belgian styles?
5: Uh, Short of my love of Belgian beer, um, it was being a chef, I really wanted something to pair with food. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think Belgian beers go best with that. And because of that, I started brewing... Belgian beers to be paired with food and then started really delving into the recipes so that I could fine-tune them to go with specific food.
0: Sure.
3: So that's... So you're... I was going to ask about your recipe creation, kind of your motivation there. So you your beers, you're designing them to pair with food, Correct. you know, because you're yeah. culinary background in that. So mm-hmm. it's uh, meant to be complimentary there. Go.
2: Yes. Yeah. What's your what's your process on developing your recipes? Are you looking for or those types of things?
5: Yeah. So I start with a flavor profile um, that I want, specifically the layers of flavor through the malt bill, through the hop profile, and then even through spicing. Um, Belgian beers are known to have different spices in it, though, granted, two of our beers that were on, on the market right now don't have any kind of adjunct in them whatsoever. So no spicy, no herbs, no nothing, just hops and malt. Um, but all the other beers that we do are, will have different spicing profiles. And, uh, what the spices do is complement the hops as well as bring out different layers of the flavor in the malt. And then of course you add the yeast into that. And we do have a house proprietary yeast that I've grown up for hmm. over six years in my own little lab. So that's
3: back in the homebrew days that you, back you in were the homebrew days. cultivating yeast. Huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes.
5: So it's, uh, it luckily all of that is out of my house now. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now I visited... I visited the brewery uh, a little bit ago, and I know you had a barrel room, and I don't recall, was it, I don't think they were full yet, I don't think just yet, correct? No,
5: not yet. So okay. we're trying to get our, our four main beers out there right now, um, but our our sour room will be, it's a, it's a negative space room, so all of that funky bacteria stays in that room. It, it doesn't escape out into the brewery as long as we can help it. Um, but those barrels will be starting to fill up in the next two to three weeks. Okay, great. So that is a long process. Um Obviously, we're a smaller brewery. We brew on a smaller system, but it's going to take us at least three weeks to fill up all of those barrels.
2: That's going to be busy, busy times. I was busy going to times. say you're a hard person to track down. I know <laughs> you're always going going to all sorts of places everywhere. So, uh, so it's been busy there. So, and I know you've got a very small staff too, and it's kind of all hands on deck when it comes to brewing, right?
5: We like the term um, "go to all trades."
2: <laughs> I like okay. that. There so you go. everyone yes.
5: does a little bit of everything.
2: <laughs> yes, as someone in radio, I can uh, definitely understand that. And uh, for those who didn't get it, goat
3: of all trades is actually goat. Yes, lat there. So.
2: I'm my mind is mind blown. Blown, right? My mind yeah. is completely wow. Blown. That works out well, though, right? Exactly. So uh, Tim, tell us about that real quick uh, before. Oh we yeah, go to break. so
3: we opened one that a buddy of mine sent. We went. Uh, we went to. We went Ohio. So uh, we have uh, wet when slippery from hoof hearted. Think about that. Yes. Okay. Hoof-hearted. Yes. Aaron.
2: It wasn't me. So, it wasn't... <laughs> and this
3: is uh, this is an Imperial in India, pel with with
2: uh, mango nice. added. So yeah. and everybody except Marquise likes it. A little bit of so, dank, a little bit of mango. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So, hey, speaking of, we're going to go to the break here in just a moment. We're going to crack open one of Kathy's uh, Abbey of the Holy Ghosts yes. uh, here in the next uh, segment. But uh, in the meantime, w- Tim will have his Whale of the Week. And later on in the show, we'll talk definition of craft with reporter Tara Nern from Forbes. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Bob Sandage, uh, owner of the Wrecking Bar Brew Pub. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show.
1: The Beer Guys are back right after this.
2: Hey, it's Aaron. I want to give a quick shout-out to our newest sponsor. It's Spot Beer Tours of Atlanta. Now, there's a lot of tours out there, but what makes Spot Beer Tours different? Well, you get exposure. There's more to Atlanta craft beer than just breweries. A Hopspot Beer Tour gives you the who, what, where, and when to craft beer right here in Atlanta and the state. Education. Whether you're a native, a transplant, or a visitor, you'll always learn something new. And connection. Hopspot connects you to guests, local breweries, and businesses to create those lasting relationships. We invite you to check out what makes Hopspot different. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram at HopspotATL, and of course, visit HopspotBeerTours.com. Use promo code BEERGUYS10 and receive 10% off your order. Hopspot Beer Tours. Hop on, get connected. That's HopspotBeerTours.com.
3: It's Aaron and Tim, the Beer Guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of
2: craft beer. Which is why Truck & Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck & Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to
3: drink? All of their beer service are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck & Tap
2: carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck & Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out, Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the Beer Guys sent you. Hey, it's Aaron and you know what I hate when I miss a favorite TV show and forget to DVR it. Don't let this tragic tale happen to you. Subscribe to us on demand. It is easy. If you've got iTunes, Stitcher or any other iOS or Android podcast app, search for us or go to beerguysradio.com, click listen and you can copy and paste the RSS feed. While you're there, by the way, give us a review. It really helps. That's Beer Guys Radio on demand. Catch it today.
1: There, mateys hunting whales we've got you covered with tim's whale of the week
2: whales bro i whales i'm holding one right you now you are holding i am I, i'm trying to steal this from tim but i'm not going to do, be able to do this so no, here we go no, He's this, he took away. this is from super
3: me. le yes oh so, yeah so the well of the week this week is burnt hickory brewing Colb's Farm. Yeah, it's delicious. They haven't so heard this it. for a couple so, of years. Right. So. 2013 was the last time they released it. The release is uh, this Saturday, uh, today, mm-hmm. today, um, now, today, now. Today, Aaron. now. So, so
2: finish listening yes. to the show. We're actually listening to the show in the car on the way up to Burn Hickory. On the way up there. And you're ready to go. So yeah. this is
3: there. It's a stout with honey, oatmeal. Um, it's so good. It's very good. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I've got an even more Whaley well whale here. I've got a bottle in my hand of Burial Truce. And Burial Truce is a variant of the Kolb's Farm with uh, peppers, coffee, chocolate, vanilla. My mind is blown. Added to it. Yes. So very few of these. So those are, it's a double whale. Same, yes. Same beer variations, but uh, that's our whale of the week.
2: Yeah. So Burn Hickory Brewery up in Kennesaw doing great things. Uh, go check them out uh, right now. Get in your car. Listen to the Beer Guys radio show on your way there to get the whale absolutely of the week. Hey, we're back with Kathy Davis from Abbey of the Holy Goats. And uh, again, you're uh, fairly new. On, on the scene, at least as far mm-hmm. as the actual production of your brewery, soon. Uh, why'd you choose Roswell for a location?
5: I live in Roswell.
2: There you go. That
3: was easy. easy. <laughs> you know, we ask that question, but normally it's pretty simple to answer. Yeah, you know, that's most people. It's it's home. You know, that's that's where I am. That's uh, that's where the brewery
2: is. Exactly. So, yeah. Now so you did a crowdsourcing campaign uh, to kind of kickstart your brewery. Kickstart, see, look, I did that there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think the uh, key was to for your uh, campaign to be
5: successful? Getting out in the community, really yeah. talking about it, um, making it community centric. So um, it, we we spent a lot of um, my friends went out a lot, used all their social media platform and everything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, the video definitely helped, but it's it's all in who you can network with.
2: Yeah, and For it's all it's, it's all local. I mean, everything yeah. you know, and that's the great thing really about craft beer because it's such a local passionate thing, and you get those people. And you get those what we call in radio as P1s, a passionate fans of your product. Mm-hmm. They become your advocates.
5: Exactly, and we've seen so many come out to the brewery since then. So most of them got a uh, ticket to the brewery for the grand opening. We had a soft opening for mm-hmm. them, and uh, we just had a great weekend when they did come. Some
3: out. Some cool glassware and other swag, right? Awesome so, glassware, cool yeah. hats.
5: Uh, get to brew with me. Oh, get very all nice. Sweaty and green. Absolutely, <laughs>
3: right. yeah. Because Kickstarter's, it's it's hard. Of fun a Kickstarter. People think you know you just throw them out there and go. But uh even breweries that I know have a lot of uh uh support from friends and yeah. and social and that it's it's tough to do. So
5: right. And I, I think the bigger part of Kickstarters or any kind of crowdfunding is not just how it's going to affect the community, but also what you know, you're you're putting stuff into a, a brand, you're putting stuff into a company, what are they going to get in return since it's not necessarily a monetary investment that they're yeah. gonna get a return on.
2: It's an emotional investment, really, too, because you're you're, you're trying to invest not only some money, not necessarily to get a return on it, but you're investing in your product, and you want to have an emotional bind or emotional tie to that. Correct. Yeah.
3: And that ties in with something else we'll be talking about a little later about the craft. Yeah. You know, people -hmm. people do get connected to it. They get passionate about it. You know, that's uh, our local brewery, they'll they'll say, my, you know, this is my Mm -hmm. local brewery. You know, they'll take an ownership of it.
5: So. Right. Well, when we started the Kickstarter, I was still, um, even though we were in the middle of production or construction for the brewery, I was still brewing at my house in my front yard. And people would stop by and help out and uh, really get to know the brand and really get to know our beer.
3: And drink beer, right? And drink a lot. Yes, of beer. Absolutely. So now, speaking of your beer, uh, your draft only right now is that correct?
5: Draft only. Okay, and we're in twenty liter kegs or five point two gallons or mm-hmm. one way kegs, so they're uh, recyclable. We never see them again. They're great for anyone that wants to get a keg and put it in their kegerator at home because you never yeah. have to return it.
3: Yeah, you know, I saw that. I I hadn't seen it before when I stopped by the brewery. So they're, it's like a plastic. Uh, it's thing. like it's a not, giant or, soda bottle. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. So yeah, they're really neat.
2: It's like so the it's old, uh, cool. where they have the, the big uh, bubbles that they used to have back in the day. I used to used Party balls. Party balls, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, gosh. So, exactly. I went through too many of those when I was in college. Yeah. That's
3: a, that's a <laughs> so, <laughs> any plans on packaging in the future?
5: Or? We are actually looking at getting a bottling line right okay. now. So, Very cool. So, uh, small production, I mean, we're still only brewing into 14 barrel fermenters, but uh, if people want bottles, and we're going to look at doing um, Belgian-style bottles and little... Uh, Three seventy-five milliliters. We're going to stick with that whole Belgian theme,
3: especially for for Belgian style beers and that. You know, people like to have bottles. They're ageable beers and stuff. Right,
5: and so, we're going yeah. to do all bottle conditioning for all of right. our beers as well.
2: Awesome. Now, all right, I have to. Uh, I have to, I'm going to break the seal on this question. Go, because that's what I do. So, you have the distinction of being the first woman in Georgia to be the sole owner of a brewery. Now, there are other breweries, of course, that do have female owners, but uh, you're the sole owner. Do you do you feel you faced any special challenges?
5: As a woman opening a brewery? Not really.
2: Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. okay.
5: No, um, most of the people in the industry are very open. I mean, we all like to say we're we're family and the respect of we're all craft brewers. Um, even even on the home brew level, going up to professional, everyone's really open. And, you know, the more craft brewers we have on the scene here in Georgia, the more likely we are, are all to su- succeed. Amen, yeah. So, it's really important that um, I'd like to give back to the community too and a lot of people have come in and talked to me. But as far as being a woman in the industry, I mean, I can name one one time that it was ever uh, a problem and that was way long time ago. That's because yeah. it's it's a hot
3: topic, you know. There's a there's it there's, is unfortunately there's people that, they, say, yeah. that do think there's an issue there. You know, there's some people think that uh craft beer in general is uh a guy thing it's a guy it's a yeah, guy thing that's that there's, I, yeah, there's, here too. there's marketing that's offensive to women there's people that are offended by that they don't think it's welcoming uh, I've talked to to some girls here in Georgia that are very knowledgeable about beer and they'll talk about how they get talked down to sometimes in bottle shops or that you know they automatically assume or they may talk to their husband or their boyfriend when they actually know more about him than that um, so it, it's something that uh, do you think there's a need to, to make some changes, to make it more welcoming?
5: On a professional level, I mean, you have the Pink Boot Society. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a professional organization for women that really tries to promote women farther into the brewing uh, industry that you don't see a whole lot of full-time female brewers. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's a problem simply because a woman does bring a little bit of different ideas to the table when you're sure. brewing. yeah. So... Um,
2: you know, and it's funny because, again, you, you, as, as a woman, and I hate to say it like that, but it's like you've got different taste profiles and different kind of uh, in, in experiences to kind of bring to the table. And that would be certainly something to be addition and, and, and happy to, to have to, to add to the experience, I guess. Right. And yeah.
5: you, you are seeing more women in brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have quite a few friends across the country, um, even in Tennessee, that are, are brewing some amazing beers like up at Jackalope. Yeah. Um, Bailey Spaulding's amazing. So um, she really helped me with the start of this brewery as well. So um, you do see a lot more women networking to help each other to get to this point of owning or operating a brewery.
3: But even even with all this said, I saw an article the other day, and, and I forget where I saw it, but it was there's a brewery coming out now, and I believe it's a. Uh, oh, I saw that too. Ahead, You know what I'm yeah, talking about, Kathy? Yes, yeah, so. in Miami,
5: it's High Heel Brewing. I Something,
3: that's, yes, like, that's right. So.
2: Breweries for four women, which. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me because good beer is good beer no matter what sex you are. Right. I agree, <laughs> and I agree with that. Yeah. yeah.
5: Um, you know, we as you said, we're a female owned brewery and I have never tried to market it as a female owned brewery. Yeah. I mean, that's just a side note for me. Um, I just want to brew great beer. There you
2: go. Yeah. So do we so speaking of what are some of the uh, offerings that you're currently having right now and what's upcoming?
5: Um, Right now we have a potter's beer. So um, not many people know what a potter's beer is. It's basically a Belgian session Mm -hmm. or a Belgian single. Uh, It's a little bit malt forward than that. And uh, it's a beer you can drink over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, it's uh, brewed only with hops, uh, malt, and yeast and water, obviously. So no adjuncts on that. Next is our Lazy Goat, which is our pale ale. Uh, It's a Belgian-inspired pale ale. Um, It's done with a house-proprietary yeast. um, And... We have a lot of different spices in that. I'm not going to get into. We have six different spices in it, and then we have our saison. Um, it's an elderflower saison, so it's a little bit different take on a saison. But we also add honey in it to dry it out. So, and that's that's it. And then we have um, our Goods obsession, which is a Belgian inspired India dark ale. That was so, my favorite one yeah, that I had. I
3: enjoyed
0: that
2: really do yeah. yeah.
5: So it's a uh, it's a lot of different kinds of hops that you're not typically accustomed to in an mm-hmm. IPA in general, and then you have a really strong malt profile on it.
3: Great. Kathy, we're just about out of time here, but okay. real quick, what are we, uh, we going to see from you in the
2: future?
5: We have a uh, Mango Wit that's coming out, it's a wow. 4.8 beer. It uh, should be out by the end of June.
2: Excellent. Cool. Kathy Davis from Abbey of the Holy Ghost, thanks for joining us on the Beer Guys Radio Show. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Coming up next, we're going to be talking to Tara Nurin about the definition of craft, and we'll talk about the events coming up next week. It's the Beer Guys Radio Show. Catch us online at BeerGuysRadio.com. We'll be right back.
1: I'm Garrett Lockhart, President and Brewmaster at Red Brick Brewing, and you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. The Beer Guys are back right after this.
2: Hey, it's Aaron. I want to give a quick shout-out to our newest sponsor. It's Spot Beer Tours of Atlanta. Now, there's a lot of tours out there, but what makes Spot Beer Tours different? Well, you get exposure. There's more to Atlanta craft beer than just breweries. A Spot Beer Tour gives you the who, what, where, and when to craft beer right here in Atlanta and the state. Education. Whether you're a native, a transplant, or a visitor, you'll always learn something new. And Connection. Hopspot connects you to guests, local breweries, and businesses to create those lasting relationships. We invite you to check out what makes Hopspot different. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram at HopspotATL, and of course, visit HopspotBeerTours.com. Use promo code BEERGUYS10 and receive 10% off your order. Hopspot Beer Tours. Hop on, get connected. That's hopspotbeertours.com. This is Tim and Aaron from the Beer Guys and here's the deal. You've got that one friend, you know, that one you can never shop for. He's got all that cool stuff. Yeah, that guy. Well, we found something that they don't have but they're going to
3: want. The Atlanta Brew Box is a Georgia craft beer experience to go. Each box contains tour passes, a t-shirt, and a bunch of other swag from our local breweries. It's fully customizable and starting at only
2: 40 bucks, it's a great gift idea. It's unique, it's fun, and it is Atlanta. Head to beerguysradio.com, click the link on on the right hand side of our webpage, and that will get you there. It's the Atlanta Brew Box, the Georgia Craft Experience in a Box. Hey, it's Aaron, and you're a fan of craft beer, right? And you want to know more about what's going on in the craft beer scene in Georgia? Thanks to the hard work from my co host Tim. We are giving you the lowdown on the craft beer scene every week, right in your inbox. Go to beerguysradio.com and sign up for this week in Georgia beer right at the top. We won't spam you, promise, or sell your name. Just good beer info every week. Plus, you can win great prizes from us. This week in Georgia Beer. Sign up today. BeerGuysRadio.com.
1: The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
4: What is time?
1: Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com
2: is our website. You can also follow us on all the socials. Now, we uh, just talked to a journalist, Tara Nuren, from Forbes Magazine. She had a nice discussion about the definition of craft. Let's listen to it right now. Thanks for joining us, Tara.
4: Hi, Beer
2: Guys. Hey, but uh, recently you posted an interesting article on Forbes about the definition of one specific word in the beer industry. And uh, that one word is? the word is craft yes so yeah so uh, tell us a little bit about that it seems like you were inspired to write about it after attending the craft brewers conference in philadelphia Uh, can you tell us what happened
4: yeah absolutely um just one word of background for some people who might not know um the term micro-brew has really kind of fallen out of favor. Yeah. So um, the term that's replaced it is craft, and it's such a controversial definition, which is why you're bringing me on to talk about it. Um, yep. So what happened at the Craft Brewers Conference is that um, – You know, there are breweries of all sizes there if they're um, affiliated members, but really it is the Craft Brewers Conference put on by the Brewers Association, which is the lobbying organization to represent craft breweries. Um, And I was kind of surprised to hear the chairman of the board and um, I guess his title is president and CEO, you know, somebody way at the top who runs the organization, Um, two people at the very least really sort of stand up there and what I felt was do more than defend the, the, the definition of craft. I felt like they might've even been a little bit antagonistic toward people who, toward breweries that are not craft. Um, and obviously that's been a schism in the industry for a long time, but what's been happening a lot recently is that craft breweries decide for myriad reasons that they're going to, sell to a private equity firm or, um, you know, a brewery like Budweiser. So that makes them no longer craft, according to the BA, the Brewers Association. And there's this uproar about, well, why shouldn't they still be craft? They have the hearts of craft brewers. Oh, but they're big beer now, blah, blah, blah. So that's what happened.
3: (laughs) So with with that, talking about there was kind of uh, almost a little aggressiveness in that, um, with with kind of the on the other side of that, big beer seems to be pretty aggressive towards craft. So, in, in a certain respect, isn't that kind of understandable that it would get to the point you know after being poked at over a couple couple Super Bowls and and all okay. of this that there would be some uh, some animosity there?
4: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, there's the, most of the animosity goes toward um, Anheuser Busch and Bev. The other big guys haven't really kind of attacked craft brewing as much as AB has, and the irony is that almost all of the craft breweries that have sold to large global breweries have sold to Anheuser-Busch, so it is sort of like they've gone over to the dark side, Um, so it, it makes everybody pretty squeamish because these are people, you know, some of these brewers who have sold have grown up in the industry with everybody else you know they've been at been there slogging it out for 20 years and all of a sudden you know they can take vacations and have 401ks and send their kids to college what is that yeah it's amazing
2: (laughs) (laughs) actually Um, actually have an actual business a plan that 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 worked for them that's right
4: yeah um so i mean there's a lot of tension there and i think that um you know, on
2: both sides. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, uh, you know, again, it's kind of the lines are sort of blurred. You know, it's funny. I can't tell you how many people that we've talked to that uh, say, oh, I I love craft beer, like uh, Blue Moon or Shock Top. And we're like, (laughs) well, it's not necessarily craft beer. But uh, if that's the case, then then there shouldn't be another term maybe for independent beer, like, you know, back in the day when you had uh, indie music labels, uh, maybe called it indie beer as opposed to craft beer. That's
4: where microbrew
2: started. That's true. That's the term microbrew started from. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, there there is a big push to that. Somebody pointed out that it does seem that um, the PA is using the term independent more than they used to, maybe to sort of quietly steer away from a little bit of the controversy. Um, but you, you bring up an interesting point again, which is that the Birds Association, and I hadn't necessarily realized that this is a push of theirs. They make a distinction. They say their definition is, for craft brewers, craft breweries, but they don't define what is a craft beer because that's up to everybody else, that's up to the drinker to decide sure. what they think is a craft beer, but yeah, I mean, it is really frustrating to the BA when people, and me personally, when, when people do say exactly that, I love craft beer, I love food, I Moon. Mean, yeah, well, <laughs> do you know that's course? do you yeah, want to try no. an Allagash White instead?
2: <laughs> and the, Yeah, exactly. And they're like, what? what do you mean? It's like, just because it doesn't taste like, you know, BMC beers, Bud Miller Coors beer, then it has to be craft beer just because it, it's dark looking or something.
4: Yeah. yeah. So that was actually another push um, that the BA did about two years ago. They, they decided to call those beers crafty beers and went, you know, to kind of try to convince people to make a distinction. Um, and at least sort of tell their friends that they're drinking crafty beers and not craft, but they got a lot of pushback for that. So I think they kind of backed away a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. It's certainly a controversy that has been raging here in the craft beer industry and probably is not going to go away anytime Mm -hmm. soon. Yeah, so Tara Nuren, thank you so much for joining us on the Beer Guys radio show. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks very much.
2: All right, thanks to Tara Nuren from Forbes magazine for that interview. Now we've got a winner. We What's do a winner? We yes. have a
3: giveaway to give away.
2: I love the giveaways to give
3: away. They're right. So, our winner this week is JD Hamill. Nice. JD. JD. Drop us an email. You can use the contact form on our website or uh, just send an email to beerguys at beerguysradio.com. Give us your name and address, and we will send
2: you a swag. Pack. I got a big box of swag just to give away swag. to JD. So, congratulations. So, yeah. Hey, listen, we're about to wrap it up for this week. But first, you got to know about some stuff going
1: on. Here's the hot list. Time for the hot list. The beer guys have the scoop on what you need to know for next week.
4: That's
2: hot. What's going on, Tim? So
3: here in good old Georgia, we've got a few events. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, today is the Colbs Farm release. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a hot one. It's one people have been waiting on a long time. Burnt Hickory waited until the laws got revamped back to the way they were before they did this release. Get your whale. So that's it. Uh, Also coming up, we have the uh, Hop Alley Brew Pubs anniversary. Running through the weekend through Monday. And next weekend, get ready, because Wrecking Bar is having their anniversary That could be dangerous. So that's it. Those are the hot ones for the full list.
2: Yes. Check out BearGuysRadio.com. That's right. We've got a full list also. uh, Sign up by email for the This weekend Georgia Beer. How about Alabama? We've got uh, some interesting things going on in Bama as well. And I've even actually produced something very important because there's a really cool event coming up on Tuesday.
1: Afternoon, everybody. No!
2: That's... Do you remember Norm from Cheers? I do remember Norm from so Cheers. So here's the deal George Went is his name, of course. And on Tuesday, June 14th, at Singin' River Brewery in Florence, Alabama, you can have beers with Norm. The Norm? The Norm, George you Went. Know, I
3: Wendt. saw this and I thought, I'm like, who is Norm? I mean, I'm like, I know Norm from Cheers, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't figure he'd be in Florence, Alabama.
2: Yeah, it's a fundraiser, actually, for the uh, the local theater department uh, down in Florence, Very so the cool. community theater. So so George Wendt will be at Singing River in Florence on June 14th. You'll have to check that out. And uh, also uh, Thursday, June 16th, another cool thing going on uh, to the good people. Uh, we had just had their Snake Handler Double IPA earlier in the show. They're going to be having a tap tap takeover, a tap takeover. That's what they say up tap there. In, that's over. they say up there in Upstate New York. There, don't you know? <laughs> uh, at Ridge, at the Ridge, eat and drink in Vestavia Hills. And of course, uh, we've got the uh, full list of Alabama events on beerguysradio.com. dot com. You know, the fourth segment always kind of deteriorates, Tim. It's a, it's a very sad thing. We
3: gotta quit drinking on the job. Listen, Aaron. you
2: know, but, but when drinking is your job. It's kind of a catch-22. Fine, I'll keep drinking. All right, that's fine. So cool. Well, we we're about ready to wrap it up here. we just got a minute and a half left or so. want to thank Kathy Davis again from Abbey of the Holy Ghost. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by and uh, bringing your delicious Oh, we beer. did. So, so we didn't yes. open
3: it earlier because we were trying to let it chill a little bit more, yeah. but we opened this unnamed beer, which is a Belgian Golden Strong, and it's, it's fantastic, oh my Kathy. gosh! Thank, thank you, you so
2: much. We're really really enjoying this. I'm actually going to have some more. Okay. Well, you have some more and I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. So next week we're going to have a fun one. Actually, we're going to be talking beer bars. We've been talking breweries. We've been talking brew pubs, but beer bars, a very important part of the beer scene. And so uh, we'll have a couple of folks uh, around to talk about it and uh, we'll say what, kind of makes a good beer bar and uh, some uh, of the better ones that are in Georgia and Alabama. So it'll be a good show. Should be a fun time. Absolutely. Informational. Informational. All these beers that we talk about, Aaron, you'll know where to go. That's right. Take notes. Very important. Anyway, hey, we're Aaron uh, Williams and you are. I'm Tim Dennis. Yes, you are. And we are the Beer Guys, beerguysradio.com. We are going to talk to you next week. Have a great one. Drink local and cheers.
1: Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at beerguysradio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network beerguysradio.com
0: Duke's mail do you get it cuz only the ones that get it really get it your friends get it your mom gets it your grandma gets it your neighbors get it sometimes a dog gets it get out of there what else uh your potato salads get it BLTs get it tailgates get it and restaurants get it too By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.